0: We cannot please everyone. I fell in that trap before. I try to please everyone. My ex-husband, my ex-investors, my team, their employees. And then you know what? When I try to do that, I lost the sense of who I am. The foundation became very weak and everything crumbled. If your foundation, who you are, what you want is the foundation of your life. As long as that is very rock solid and you know that, the house could be built and rebuilt. It could be uh, renovated. It could be improved. You could build up. You know, you start building the garden first and then the house, and then you create a whole village around it.
1: That was from my conversation exploring the walk of life with founder of Awesomeness Lifestyle and coach, Lillian Victoria. Lillian's previous career was working with A-list Hollywood talent, and she leverages her knowledge and insight from that time, along with her own journey, to help entrepreneurs and executives. Lillian shares her wisdom with nuggets from her own walk of life, as well as how she applies the lessons she teaches in everyday circumstances. Really excited to share the conversation and can't wait to get to it. As always, thank you to Misha's Aaron's for the music in today's show. Welcome to The Walk Show Podcast, Lillian Victoria. How are you doing this evening?
0: Good, how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: I'm great, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for being here. Um, So Lillian, you are the uh, founder of Awesomeness Lifestyle. Um, And so before I (laughs) put my foot in my mouth or say the wrong, thing, I'll just ask you, what is Awesomeness Lifestyle all about?
0: Yeah, so we are a coaching company. And what we do, what I do is I work with people that's experienced some kind of loss or failure and navigate through that and turn them into future success. I'm very passionate about that because I feel like in today's world, everything is very fast paced and we look at all everyone's quote unquote overnight success, but they don't realize that the product process, there's a lot of failures that come out of the way. So get people aligned, focus with who they are, what there are, why we're here, and then we could do our work and maximize our human potential and achieve our wildest dream. So that's what I do. That's what we do.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah. And, you know, I've, um, in reading about you, you've got a a fascinating story and um, really have accomplished a lot for someone so young. So I'm curious, um, you know, you graduated with a degree in, in film and television and then kind of went on to climb the ladder in the entertainment industry, and you are an executive in, in big picture movies in the U.S. and China. And my understanding, and this is from an interview I'd read that you had done last year, um, you were kind of motivated by a desire to to find your father who you who hadn't seen since you were a pretty small child. So I, I'm curious, though, um, and eventually you, you went on to find him and, and then kind of moved on from that. <laughs> but I have to say, in reading that, like, <laughs> the paragraph I just shared is, very similar to the paragraph that's in that interview. It, and that summarizes what would be a life's work for a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm curious if you could just talk about like, what challenges did you face, if any, when when making that journey through the executive ladder in film and entertainment? Because again, I think a lot of people, you know, might get a degree and then <laughs> maybe never make it even close to where you got uh, in such a short time.
0: Yeah. This ties into the desire Mm. Right. So this ties into what I, what I do right now, but I didn't know at that time I had the unconscious confidence. I didn't know what was going on. I just had a very deep desire to figure out why, why my father left, why I don't have a dad. Mm. Right. And that desire was big enough for me to go after it. (laughs) And that's basically what it is. Because even though I went to school for film, I actually went to school, initially got into UC San Diego with an econ degree. And then I had this idea. I was young enough and naive enough to dream very big. So I was like, and I I also want you to to remember when I went to school, the internet age is very different now than back then. So the major medias were the TVs and then the film. YouTube was like so new. No one even knew what it was, right? We were in that Friendster, MySpace era. That was a long time ago. So that was when I was a college student. So My whole thing is, well, everyone watches movie because I love watching movie. I'm like, my dad can find me if my name is on the movie credits. It was a very simple idea. Mm -hmm. And then I had that desire. So, cause even, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, go to different majors, right? So for me, when I went to, even when I went to film, I didn't have any connections in the film business. So, but then I had one vision. And that vision is tied into everything that I want in my life, Mm -hmm. right? So for everyone that's listening, you know, the one thing you can ask yourself and start thinking about yourself as well is like, you know, what is that desire in your life that's looking to come out? And then keep it very simple. And I, I believe for me, not believe, I know for a fact, because I kept it so simple, but it was so strong. Like I just wanted to know why, you know, that created this kind of force inside me where mm-hmm. I kept going and going and going because entertainment is a tough industry. You know what I mean? It's a tough industry in terms of the people, um, the project base, the the relationship, right? But I was able to persevere until I found the answer. And, and the thing is, like, once I found the answer, I realized that desire wasn't there anymore. It turned into a job. The excitement of that chasing part was gone you know and and unknowingly know what happened basically what i was doing is i was using my creative mind finding every way that i can Mm. you know to get myself to asia because i thought he was in asia he was in china but he wasn't you know and i'd never even been to china before and i found myself over there wow okay so yeah even though i'm chinese i'm not from china i'm from an island yeah. So so that's why, you know, when, when you're activating something that you want so badly, the fun part is the journey part. The how is actually none of your business. Because if I let that how affect me, well, who am I? How am I going to do this? I don't know anyone. How are you going to make money? All of that, I probably wouldn't go on that journey. I probably... Would have become an accountant. I say that because my mom wants me to be an accountant till this day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even now.
0: <laughs> Even now, I'm just like, why would you become an accountant? Even now, I'm pushing forty. I love it. Right?
1: That.
0: But that's that's the journey. The journey was the figuring out part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so you know, recently I I, um, I went through the book Atomic Habits, and in that book, um, he talks about how when when trying to establish new habits that the uh, the key is and it, it just reminded me so much of what you just said but it's to to simplify it to make it smaller constantly right and that if you set a new habit and you're not doing it then you probably need to shrink it right shrink it until it's something that's manageable and then grow from there and and i know we're not talking about habits necessarily right now but it just reminds me you know you mentioned that your own desire was very simple and and so it allowed you to be kind of single minded and you also used the word naive But I'm curious, I think naive gets tossed around as a word that's like a, like a bad thing to be naive, right? But it almost seems like there's maybe, and maybe it's not fair to call it wisdom because it's unintentional, I think, when someone's naive, but it seems like there's actually some real value to being naive and some real value to not overcomplicating things. Can you talk about that a bit?
0: I I 100% agree with you. Hmm. You I use the word naive because at that time I was in my early 20s, right? Had I had known how complicated the business was, maybe I would have talked myself out of it. Right. Right. And that's where, that's where I 100% agree with what you just said. Keep everything very simple and then let that be your driving force. Because right now we live in a world where there's so much noise. You know, Google did a great job giving you a lot of information. Right. And with social media, everyone has a say and everyone's opinions are actually valid. And here's what I learned. 95 percent mindset, 5 percent strategy. Right. When you're in the mindset of you knowing where you're heading towards and you can see it, you can vision has it, you can feel it. The desire is there. You will figure out that strategy. Right. A strategy that might work for you may not work for me, vice versa and i've learned so many different strategies and different businesses right what i've learned is everything that i have taken i make it my way or i create something you know we live in the in the world right now everything is so fast paced you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's innovations happening every single day literally before our eyes right and then for me to create the life that i want i am an innovator i am a leader of my own self before I could lead others. <clears throat> does that make sense? It um, does. One thing, if I could just add one thing, oh, talk please. about my habits. You know, the one thing that I, I want to like, just share with everyone is this habit of thinking. Mm. You know, and That's a beauty when you keep it so simple. Our habit of thinking becomes simple because our mind is actually extremely creative. But then when we go to school, we're filled with a lot of information and a lot of knowledge, right? That's what school teaches us. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here telling you guys, we will figure it out along the way. Information is all there. But the most important thing is once you know where you're heading towards, the habit of thinking comes in. And for me, without the awareness, I actually didn't really like thinking. I just wanted to chill, watch TV, follow everyone. That was the easy thing to do. But once I knew where I wanted to go to and I didn't know the how, I started to think. And that's a habit. Mm -hmm. So it's having that awareness of what are you thinking to yourself every day? Uh, Are you thinking nothing? Are you thinking, oh, there's no way I could do that? Are you thinking about all the information and and all the stuff? And then how are you talking? Are you talking yourself out of it? Are you talking yourself into it? Are you organizing that? So that goes into the human programming in the mind. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is one habit that is not talked about a lot because it's invisible, right? I can't see what you're thinking. You can't see what I'm thinking, but you can certainly see the results based on whatever I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) I think that's so brilliant. Um, what you've just said, and, and I'm, so you had recently, um, shared on Facebook a a story where you had missed a flight and you detailed the story, you know, very well and, and just kind of explained your thinking throughout it. And it's a situation that, you know, a lot of people have found themselves in, whether it's a flight or just anything, that you're all of a sudden, things aren't working like you thought, and that's stressful. But throughout the story, and you're you're telling of it, you're constantly sharing with the reader how you are trying to um, intentionally control your thinking, right? You're, You're being very intentional over and over again about, this is what I'm thinking. Like while you're running through the airport, you're thanking everyone because that's a practice that you were trying to develop, right? But It's a habit. Yeah, yeah, well, and and so that's that's the thing though is that, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right that it's a habit of thinking, just the very act of it. But I think that there's also, you know, whenever we talk about habits, I think the conversation goes into behaviors very quickly. But I think more fundamental than that is a habit of thought. And I, I don't mean the act of thinking, but what you think, right? So... Like in that example, when you're stressed out, you, I say retreat, I don't mean <laughs> in weakness or something, but you go back to these habits that you have that give you strength, that get you in a place of peace where you can negotiate the situation. So can, can you kind of elaborate on, on that a bit about these different kind of intentional thoughts that you're, you're, you're having?
0: Yeah, so, you know, look, before we go into that, let me just break this down. There's always a cause and there's an effect. The result mm-hmm. is always the effect. The cause is based on our thinking, what is going on in our mind, right? One thing that I have learned is successful people. I had the privilege of working with all kinds of people. You can talk about the celebrities, you can talk about investors, uh, high level CEOs, right? They also have a lot of problems. Actually, you know what I've learned? They actually have more problems and bigger problems than the most, the top 3%. It's how they handle it and how they handle it comes in from what they are thinking, mm. right? And I love that you read the blog <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I literally, I was running late. I didn't know it was gonna make my flight. I finally made it to my flight. Hooray, I lost my wallet with everything in there and about to like travel from Los Angeles to Florida. Usually people would go into a panic attack, Yep. Okay. <laughs> right? But one thing that I knew is gratitude is a very powerful tool. And when my mind is a state of gratitude, appreciate appreciating everything that I have right now and for people's time and patience helping me, right? That opens up that, my energy, you know, and it opens up, I call it the vibration, or you could say frequency, but basically that wavelength of still heading to where I'm heading. Yes, I may have a detour. There's a reason for that. I don't know what, but I let go and let God. And I continue to expect that. And everything goes into the thinking. So the way I look at it is this, you know, like I'm flying to Florida. On that fly, I was flying to Florida. Sure, I have a detour, but I know where I'm heading towards. So this next one hour or five minutes, is it worthy of my time to freak out? (laughs) and think about, oh my goodness, how can I miss this flight, right? Or do I take the same amount of time and just kind of organize my thoughts, give gratitude, because people are taking the time to help me, now opens up my energy, my abundance, right? And then I can start preparing myself for all the big things that's happening in my life that I'm creating. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So, So that goes into the thought. And then with that cause, which is deep down in the thought, creates an effect. You know, if I showed up in Florida thinking this is the start is such a bad start. My day is ruined. Yeah. Right. And I'm there for a business trip. Like how am I? How is that going to affect my attitude towards the trip? It's not going to be great. Like I'll right. tell you that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm saying, Hey, I made it. I'm, I'm in peace. I got to relax. You know, like I made it on time. Look at all the stuff that I got to do and all these people I got to meet <clears throat> along the way. I get there, I'm feeling good, and you know, you 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 know, we've been around the block. How does it feel to talk to someone when this person is feeling good versus this person like Ugh. right, working, right? It's that it's that it's that energy, and that's that's life. Cause one thing that I, you know, in my cause, my thinking, my belief system, I have said to myself and I have become to that person of, I am an excellent problem solver. I welcome all the problems because with big visions, with a big mission in life, we're going to be solving our problem along the way. And the more you know how to solve the easier it becomes. There's more opportunities and, there, and there's abundance. So that's the attitude. Attitude yeah. ties into the thinking.
1: then that leads me into you know also in that same post um you you use a phrase that i have talked about a lot on on this show and and that phrase is perception dictates reality and it's you just described it really in essence with, with what you were just just saying but i think when i hear that phrase most often it's actually used to describe like how others perceive you is the reality of you and to me that's not what it means even kind of It's exactly what you just described, where the truth is in that event, you're going to Florida (laughs) to, to go to the, whatever event you're going to, and you could either perceive that you're late and that you missed your flight and you've had all this inconvenience. And then to your point, that's going to, you know, take everything off the rails, or (laughs) you can perceive that you were fortunate that you still made it and you're here now. And to your, to your point, it, it just creates this whole different energy, um, can you talk a bit about perception dictates reality and how that has changed you?:
0: I would say your perception is your reality, yeah. right? So we, so again, let me take this a, a, a one layer back. Every single one of us have our different, we call it the human programming, I call it paradigm. Mm. Our different beliefs, our point of view, our life, our way of thinking, our culture. Right, we have different DNAs. We went to different schools, right? Different families, different parents. So I look at one situation, and how you look at it can be completely different. A great example is one billion dollars to Elon Musk. Do you think it's going to worth a lot to him? No.
1: No, right? But (laughs) most
0: people, it's a lot. Right. That's a perception because of the upbringing right? So I look at perception as a tool. It's one of our mental faculties. When you know when you're heading towards and you can navigate perception and change your perception on things, then you're moving forward. Because when people feel stuck, it's always a mental roadblock. Mm. It's always a mental roadblock. The great visionaries and the leaders that are able to lead despite all odds against them or everyone is saying, no, you can't do this they find a way because they have a perception that they're navigating through back with, of course, the desire, the self image, how you're showing up, how confident you are. Right. And that's all in your subconscious. And the, and this goes back to what we said, we're saying at the very beginning of our um, podcast, keep it simple. You know, just let's talk about Elon Musk, right? He is the biggest thing right now because he just bought Twitter for <laughs> forty-four billion, right? right? You know, it, just a reminder—he also only only has twenty-four hours a day like us. He's bought Twitter. He's built Tesla. You know, he's built SpaceX. He has this vision of literally—it sounds insane, but not 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 anymore. A transmuting human beings into mars so we're multi-planet species right and he believes that and yeah. he's went through his sort of like um breakdown as well you know there are documentaries and articles saying that he was went through his, he never thought he would go through but he went through his mental breakdown for all that yeah. to, but he knew that that he must persist because has in his world in his point of view this is very achievable this is doable and it's a must yeah right so that's his thinking yeah
1: yeah no, i like it so one other thing i wanted to ask you about and i think this was maybe from that uh, interview that i'd referenced that you'd done last year um but again you know like i said at the beginning i mean you're just a clearly a very accomplished person and and someone that's got a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom and so I want to I wanna share, I wanted to talk about this a little bit just because I think it's also important. Just like you said, when we see the overnight success, right, we just see the success and think, well, that's just how that person was. But you haven't always been this exact character that you are today. No. And in that post or in that interview, you talked about how you used to have a, a habit <laughs> of apologizing unnecessarily all of the time. And uh and that you were eventually able to kind of break free from that and, and now it's something that you wouldn't even consider <laughs> doing over apologizing. Can yeah. you talk about what that was like to kind of break free from that and how, h- how you achieve that?
0: So there was a point in my life. Um, I would just apologize just to apologize. It's almost like my existence is to apologize. You know <laughs> what I met mean? I mean, people like that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, why am I, why am I sorry? Right? right. And I would even catch myself that. And I would go to therapy. I would talk about, this is like my past life. I would talk about that, and then I would be like, I'm trying so hard to not apologize, but the more I'm trying, the more I'm doing it. I'm like, why? (laughs) So, so I made a change, because then I start to study myself. Why am I feeling this way? And you know, this is where, at a time too, on resume, everything looks good on my life. Like, I was married at the right age, I was an executive, I lived in a beautiful house in LA, I just had a baby. Like, I'm living that all-American life. Like, this is what you're supposed to do at this age, at this time. Mm -hmm. And yet, I'm here apologizing, you know? But then I realized, like, when I start to study myself, it's because I have low self-esteem. You know, even though I've accomplished a lot, and people will tell me that and how they see me, I didn't believe that, right? That's imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So taking taking, like, even more steps back, I started to examine what is my relationship with me? Why am I thinking this way? Why am Why do I have to apologize to other people because I'm in the room? In fact, I'm back from doing the work. Right? It was. It all came down to my paradigm, my belief, because I grew up in a very critical household. You know, I was raised by a single mom. I uh, didn't have a dad. Right? Two kids. My mom had two kids. She was emotionally and physically unavailable. So I didn't have that love. And therefore, I didn't know how to love myself. And everything started to change when I started to de- develop a good relationship of myself with myself. I started to really ask myself, so who am I? What do I want? Right? And this is where the perceptions piece ties in. You know, at one point in my life, I thought I had it all. But inside, I was dying. You know, I eventually hit my version of rock bottom. I got a divorce. You know, um... At 35, I lost a startup that I had built. You know, I felt completely paralyzed. I didn't know what I want to do, and I was going to be a new single mom. And that was scary because I was raised by a single mom. There was a lot of trauma. You know, at that time, I felt like the world was ending. You know, I went to the outpatients, depression, anxiety, you name it. I went through it all. I was like, I was giving pills you know, Xanax and pros just to get through so I could stay alive. Right. But then everything started to change when I started to change my perception. When I started to say, okay, so what do I want? Who am I? Now I don't have any of this anymore. Who's Lillian? And that's the thing. When I didn't know what I, who I was anymore, that's what really brought me down. I didn't have a sense of identity. My identity was everything that was not me. Right. It was everything that was not me. It was everything that everyone want, else wanted me to be. Mm. Or or I thought what everyone else wanted me to be. Right. And this is why a lot of people, when they lose their jobs, they get suicidal. They go into deep depression. Because we live in a society, you know, where mo- majority of the society believe that's where you go. You just keep grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. So... My life came back to me when I changed my perception, when I was, when I realized that this is actually not the end, this is actually the beginning, Mm, you know, when I realized that everything that I went through is still valid, I still got a lot of wisdom to it, but now I have an opportunity to rebuild a foundation, a healthy and strong foundation and, and create this thing called a legacy before I never even thought about, you know, I could have my own legacy. My own purpose and vision. I was so busy building other people's purpose and vision, right? I had a desire to find my father, but everything else was based on someone else. And I was good at that. But now it's like, then who, who's Lillian? You know, and that's when everything started to change. Was it easy? It was not. <laughs> there was, a, again, I went back, but this time I had the knowledge and the awareness and understand how everything works in the mind, the power of the mind. I went went to look for my desire again. So what do I want? What is important to me? And I start to think of this one big question. And this is where, you know, everyone's listening. I really invite you to write this down and think about this. If today's my last day, who do I want to be remembered as? What do I want to have accomplished? I had no idea. Mm. Right. And I remember the moment that really got me like thinking was someone said, so what do you want to do now? And I'm like, I have no idea. And a lot of people don't because I was so busy just as trying to be so busy to live a life that was not in harmony or in alignment with me. And to be honest with you, wasn't even me. But now, because I worked on myself, I found my purpose, I found my vision. Right, I continue to build, preserve, and I keep it very simple. Like my goal and my vision right now is to create positive impact to a billion people around the world. Boom, simple, right? Through coaching, through speaking, through intellectual properties. So that's how I keep moving it forward. I just keep it very, very simple. You know, that's my tagline.
1: Yeah. And then,
0: with that, a vision pass forward. Right. We turn off everything that's in front of me. Whatever I see in front of me, I use my perception. I create that storyline in my mind that is going to give myself power. I'm powering myself up so I could be here and do the work that I believe that I am called to do. And now there is life, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, perception is a thing. Everyone's going to have their different perception. The key is stand with what you want. Because at the end of the day, you know, with all the mistakes I've made in the past and they're amazing mistakes, because without the mistakes, I will not be accelerating. I will not be learning. In fact, if you don't make a mistake, you're not taking big enough actions. Every single successful person in their own way, right? They make mistakes. I don't know anyone that has been very successful without making a mistake. Then You're not doing the work, right? right. So <clears throat> make those mistakes move forward, know where you're heading toward, and really stay strong and focused with your vision and your goal. And and it must be tied into that desire because without the desire, that's when people give up right. and they don't, they don't get back up and then they get, right? So mm-hmm. in tying to that, everyone is going to have an opinion. We cannot please everyone. I fell in that trap before. I try to please everyone, my ex-husband, my ex-investors, my team, their employees. And then you know what? When I try to do that, I lost the sense of who I am. The foundation became very weak and everything crumbled. If your foundation, who you are, what you want is the foundation of your life. As long as that is very rock solid and you know that, the house could be built and rebuilt. It could be uh, renovated. It could be improved. You could build up. You know, you start building the garden first and then the house and then you create a whole village around it right? But stay true to your vision. Because or else we're never going to be able to step into our own like true potential.
1: Yeah, no, that that that's truly awesome. Well, Lillian, it's been a a true pleasure speaking with you this evening. Um, I'll have a link to your website, awesomenesslifestyle.com in the show notes, so people can click directly on that. Is there anywhere else that you would direct people to connect with you? Or is that the best way?
0: Um, I would say the website is the best way. I also have my Facebook group, which you could drop the link. It's at facebook.com slash group slash Awesomeness Lifestyle Official. I provide a lot of great information in there. And if you're up for it, I also have a freebie on how the mind works. So everything that I have shared with you, that's only, that's like really on the surface, but um, if, I can have that freebie. You can drop the link. All you have to do is opt in and then you'll get it in your email. And it really breaks it down in a detailed designs That is the first step that helped me get my life back together. And I am determined to share this with everyone. Because I, when I when I learned all this, I was like, how can I not know this in school? Why did school not teach us this? Right yeah. now I'm teaching my son this. Because we all, you know, if anything that I have learned throughout this whole process, to every single one of us, we are meant to live a good life. We are meant to live a prosperous life. And once you understand how this works, you can live the life that you want in a, in a healthy, happy, abundant life. Right, my son is <laughs> kidding.
1: Awesome. Well, Lillian, again, thank you so much. And yeah, I'll be sure to have links in the show notes to all those things. And uh, again, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank
0: you.
2: Turns to a flame that burns deep inside of you. Is there a stream that's bound to a flood that dreams the good inside of you? The beast in your hand why is she going to the wall? Good of you. Is this dream that's bound to a flood that drowns the good inside of you? You can't shoot your way out of this one. You can't bury this in the night. You can't beat that.
1: Well, that's all for the show today. Thank you so much to Lillian for stopping by and sharing her walk of life. I also want to thank Misha's Zarens for the music in today's show. And of course, thank you for listening. I also invite you to check out my other show, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a video game podcast where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. Pick Up Your Sticks can be found on any podcast app. As always, thanks again for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up.